Oh, how do we do this podcast again? I forgot how it works. Are we actually saying our characters every time? or what's the... We have done it twice yeah. and not twice. If yeah. there's something funny in here to open with, we'll just open with that. Yeah. If there's not, we'll just open with us being like, hi, this is our show. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Back to how to win loot and influence dragons. It's a Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play. I am, as always, Ben McAllister, your friendly dungeon master. Hello, I am, as always, Jackson Usid, and I'm playing Jody Mustana. And I'm Thomas Owen, and I'll be playing Duncan. I'm Grace. <laughs> it's too much now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's it. all gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's our cold open. I am actually going to cut up an open of us like fumblingly <laughs> trying to remember how to oh, start yeah. the show. Like, how do we do this again? I'm I'm me, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Hello, I'm Grace Chaffel, and I'm playing Drazilia, the uh, sorcerer. Drazilia. Uh, here's something that we should discuss, seeing as before we turned the mics on, you came to us gleefully excited to let us know that you were finally going to sort out the great Drazilian name spelling debate. And which that you been... finally have your character sheet again. Yes, exactly. Um, well, <laughs> listeners didn't know that, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. yes. Um, so you're yeah. finally going to sort this out. And there was a secret extra thing, which was Drazilia's surname, yes. that we have not been privy to up to this uh, point. So, and especially because Tom has been off... On the other side of the world. I know. Uh, so I had completely forgotten this name as well. It's it is Silo from Heroes. Yeah. D R U S I L I A. Drusilia. Yeah. Okay. Drusilia. No double letters whatsoever. No, no double, double letters. letters at all. That's right. fascinating. Mm-hmm. And my last name is Holimian. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What? I don't, I don't know where I pulled it from, but. Oh, um, gee, I wonder. Like- I wonder where you pulled that one from, Grace. What do you mean? Vegetarian. What? what? Holimian? Halloumian. <laughs> is that how it's spelled? No. Okay. How's it spelled? But it's still good. Give it, give it to oh us. Oh my god! I'm not spelling out every word on my sheet. Just, just do it. H o l i m i o n. Halloumian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know whether Duncan is like Dun, like as in Mister Khan. I've been okay. spelling it D U W N space K H A N. Yes. Uh there's only one N. Oh Jesus! I send you people the yeah. show notes every week before I put them up with the character names written in there. Mm. You gotta tell me if I'm spelling them wrong. Um, well, I'm fine with know. two ends. I'll just like it's a lot easier for me to change this character sheet. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, we're gonna play Dungeons and Dragons now. Finally. Um, and before mm. we do that, I suppose it's time for a little bit of a recap. When we last left our heroes, still travelling through the Ashwood with their new compatriot, Garrick, they'd come across a band of refugees led by the spear-wielding Andria, and saved them from a troop of soldiers under the command of a high-ranking military official known as Tabsworth Tabsworth. 
They took Tabsworth hostage and, deciding that he could be useful as a means of delivering counterintelligence to their enemies, orchestrated his escape whilst fooling him into believing that they were travelling east towards the Eastern League rather than west towards Carthus City. Andrea informed them that her party were headed towards a small community named Sanctuary, known for taking in refugees from the war, and our heroes agreed to escort them the rest of the way through the Ashwood. On the way, they came across a town known as Aldbridge, which contained the largest library in the Ashwood. Duncan was fixated on venturing inside and attempting to find out whatever they could to verify the information about the Cine presented in Valeria's notebook. After bluffing their way past some guards, Duncan, Jody, and Vasilia gained access to the library, where Jody conducted a thorough search of the history and anthropology sections, only to find that all records that sounded as though they might contain information about an ancient magical group were simply not there. Jody's standing there. He's just realized all the books that he wants to find are missing. Uh, is looking for maps, and, mm-hmm. and Duncan is standing at the I entrance. Think as I wrote it, being a dick in the doorway. I also it's don't okay. really know what you're trying to achieve with that, but um, I, it seems, I'm it the seems character like you're that, on the lookout, right? The, so, yeah, I'm on the lookout. I'm guarding the exit, and in the character of the one who's like got the shaven head, who's not speaking, who's mm. hired muscle that never came up because the guards didn't question us. Right. Oh, yeah. So I'm still in yeah. character uh, for our military man. operation. Duncan is like a consummate professional as an actor. Yeah, exactly. Like, he turns in performances. He just slips <laughs> in and out of roles. <clears throat> so that's the way I see it. You guys are still in there. Um, yeah, and the last thing that happens is that uh, Jody's found out that these books containing this knowledge that may or may not pertain <laughs> to magical groups and the origins of said groups are not in the library. They're not present on the shelves where they're supposed to be, even though they're in the records. Uh, so that brings us to Drasilia, who I believe was leafing through looking for some maps. Yeah. We looking, so, what exactly was Drasilia trying to find? Well, because I've got the we've got the leatherbound notebook. Yes. From Valeria. Uh huh. Um, and we've got that map on it with the missing <clears throat> spots. And I was just hoping to look at maps in the the library and see if we can find any cool cultural places that might be of significance. All right. Stuff in the surrounding area. Exactly. Go ahead and make an investigation check. (laughs) (laughs) What does it come up to? So with my minus one intelligence, it's a two. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. I'll say with that, you have a hard time like cross-referencing things in the book with, with things that you find in terms of knowing anything about the history. But I will say, just by merit of the fact that you're in this library surrounded by maps, you can pick up a more detailed map of the surrounding area than you currently have, uh, which will have impact on like if you guys are trying to navigate around in the next little while. Is it um, like... 10 metres high and stuck up on the wall so I cannot miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're in the map section. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just surrounded by these you can You can just, like, yeah, not hard to find. There's, like, a map yeah. of the kind of immediate area that will help you guys out if you need to navigate around this area. Uh, I guess it's up to you guys what you want to do next. You're standing in the library or in various spaces around the library, and if you're going to leave the library, you're going to walk back. I don't Are you going to leave the library? What are you going to do? I guess probably, like, off the back of, like, last episode, like, um, can Jody put together like a list of the definitely like the the books, books he that he sort of come across? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I guess Jody sort of like finishing up with that, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, and then probably heading over to Drusilia. Mm-hmm. How's everything looking outside? 
So the town, I'll say this, because you guys didn't really do much looking about the town. Like what I can see from the doorway. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's like a reasonably small town. So there's like, it's this island in the middle of this river. I believe last time I said something like the island is like 100 meters wide. Um, it's basically got like this library. There's a keep. There's a few little houses sort of near the keep. It's like a few families. And there's like an inn, basically, inn slash general store, which is called the Waypoint. Because this being a crossing of the river is a town that lots of people travel through and few people stay in. Consequently, because a lot of people get foot traffic through the area, it's like quite like a, a good place to put information that wants to be widely seen. So there's like a big bulletin board in the town square. And you guys, you don't really see many people out and about. I need town. to go see that bulletin board. Presumably, given like how many books Jody looked through last time, like have we... How long do you think we've been here for? Oh, maybe like, yeah, an hour looking yeah. around. Yeah. I'm mean, probably now would be a sensible time to like bump out, bump out, go get food, sort out accommodation, that type yeah. of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the way you guys see it, are you guys staying in Albridge for the night or are you heading straight back out? If you remember, so you guys were approaching Albridge from what is now the east. Yeah. You were traveling west. Uh, you came across the east bridge of the town and somewhere in the forest to the east of the town, you left Garrick and Andrea and the refugees. Uh, while you guys were attending to the business you had to an outbridge. They wanted to cross the river somewhere else without going through the town. I think we said that we'd head back to them yeah. and ford the river with them. So I think that's probably what we're yeah. going to do after, after we check out a bulletin board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so board, you, then back to the base. So you're not going to stay the night in town? You're not going to try and take up rooms at the inn? No. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. Probably. I'm. I might approach them and say that I want to go check out the bulletin board, but that I think we should stick together. Okay, so you're going to walk in through the library? Yeah. Okay. Uh, As you walk into the library and you walk past the front desk where the librarian is stating, we have to address something here, which is the fact that in the last episode, I called this guy Mr... I think I called him Mr. Hammond? I called him Mr. Arnold, and then later I called him Mr. Hammond. Uh, The reasons for that are kind of of dumb, uh, which is that Jackson and I had just watched Jurassic Park for Still Interested, our movie reboot remake podcast, (laughs) in which this, like, hacker... Check it out, check it out, check it out, yeah, at at SI Curio Show, what's it called, at SI... At SI Curio Show. At SI Curio Show on on Twitter and also Facebook, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and and one of the characters who we both, like, really enjoyed is played by Samuel L. Jackson, is called Mr. Arnold, and so I really like that. But then the guy who owns, like, Jurassic Park is called Mr. Hammond, and so I just, like, fucking just got, like, cross in my mind and fucked it up yeah. so I'm uh, doing a Jay Park reference yeah <laughs> canonically this guy's name is now Arnold Hammond so there nice. you go uh, and he he uh, kind of looks at you and says I decided to peruse the library after all have we I just say no and you just walk through I just walk through to find them yeah. oh god he's like ah, uh, uh. And then he kind of, he doesn't follow you. He's just a little bit put out, a little bit confused by your actions. But uh, yeah, you guys are all in the library now. What do you want to do? Well, as I said, I'll approach them and uh, basically say, I want to go check out that notice board. And I think we should all stick together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm not seeing much in these maps. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So you guys are walking out of the library? Mm-hmm. Okay. As the three of you are walking out, Mr. Arnold at the desk turns to the two of you who he knew were perusing the stacks and says, Ah, did you find what you're looking for? Oh, it was really more of a, um, I really wanted to browse. I wasn't really looking for anything. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah. Cecilia, make a deception check, because that is a lie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am trained in deception, so. Okay. It's an eight. Okay, it's an eight. Okay. Um, Mr. Hammond just kind of goes, hmm, 
well, have a pleasant day. And uh, says nothing else to you. But uh, you can see that he's kind of intrigued. Combined with this, like, shaved-headed dwarf who just walked in and said nothing to him. He thinks you guys are a little suspicious. Yeah. Um, Jody is already outside. <laughs> yeah, Jody's outside. We'll worry about that later. So, uh, as you guys walk across the square and approach the bulletin board, you can see that there is a guy there at the bulletin board, a townsfolk person. Town... A townsfolk? A townsperson. A townsperson uh, putting up flyers for people who have recently gone missing. These are not that uncommon to see, but, like, there are more than you would expect to see from sort of seeming to be around this area. And you notice on the other side of the bulletin board, away from uh, where these sort of missing person flyers are going up, there is in fact a flyer which bears the king's signal describing the travels of uh, three enemies of the king. There's no pictures of you guys. It's been reasonably like quick. It's just kind of vague descriptions. Scholar, known to be traveling with a group, uh, has information that the king wants. And you guys are able to pick out that that is you that they're talking about. But there's not enough information there at this point that anyone would be able to identify you just by looking at it. The other thing is, so this is more like a table talk type mechanic, something I've decided I'm going to do for the next little while uh, in the course of this game as you guys are on the road to Carthus, seeing as at least for now you're trying to move kind of below the radar. Things like what you did last week with like getting that guy to like have some like counterintelligence and like release him going the wrong way and stuff. I've decided on mechanics by which those kinds of operations have, like, a tangible impact on the kind of resistance that you meet in different locations mm. and, like, where they think you are and, like, where they're going to be looking for you and how many people are where. So just be aware of that. So uh, we probably shouldn't go... What's the first town? Ashbrook. Yeah. Ash- Is or- the first one Ashbrook? Ashbrook, yeah. yeah. Or-, or the Eastern League. <laughs> yeah, you should go to the Eastern League. They're looking for us there. Mm. Mm. Very cool. Uh, I'm okay. I'm gonna roll an inside check about the missing people sort of thing. Can okay, I, just to sort of like see yeah, if I can yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Go contextually ahead. put together like some information from that. Uh, Fourteen. Yeah. Also, with that, like the the main thing takeaway from this is that like there's more people than you would expect to be going missing just by like mundane means, mm. kind of in this area. Uh, you notice one that's being put up right now by someone who's standing there for a man named Davin, and it says like. Missing, Davin, page at the library. Left traveling west from Aldbridge three weeks ago. Uh, no communication since. If anyone has any information, please contact Arlen immediately. All right, I'm going to walk over to him and say, excuse me, your friend has gone missing. Can you tell us what happened? And shall I make a persuasion check? Uh, sure. You probably don't <laughs> really need to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the guy says, oh, not my friend. I just put up the signs. Uh... This particular sign was submitted uh, by uh, Arlen, the other page at the library, uh, for her friend David, who's gone missing. Thank you for your time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, just help me uh, because of where we are. West of here, is that heading... We're headed west. We're west headed is west. where, like, yeah. So in the, in the woods west of the river, mm-hmm. Sanctuary, also the road to Carthus, east is where, like, Garrick and Andrea and the refugees are currently sort of camped out in the forest quite nearby. Mm. On the one hand, we should help. On the other hand, we already have refugees and we need to get them to sanctuary. Is it worth finding out more about this in case it's something we're going to come up against? Like, for our own personal safety rather than actually going to help people? (laughs) (laughs) Because you know who's number one in my book. (laughs) Yeah. 
were any of us trained mm. in investigation. We're not a particularly intelligent bunch. <laughs> 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 well, should we just take five minutes going through the tavern to see if anyone knows anything? Yeah, more social uh, stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dupan, do you think that it's worth us staying here longer to establish the sort of cover of us being tourists to the town, or should we just get out of here? I think we just need to get out of here. Okay. Okay, right. that's fine. Um, so you guys think you want to just, like, leave the town heading back east? I well, I think we should try and get a bit of intel on this missing person thing first. So perhaps, like, what, we go for a meal at the inn? And then, like, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Great. So you guys can head into the Waypoint Inn. Uh, it's probably approaching, like, the evening now. I'm going to say the sun's going down. Uh after your sort of travails in the library and you're sort of faffing about. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, a dinner time meal. It's a small town. There's not a lot of people. There's a few other travelers from the road, merchants, people who are just sort of traveling from one place to another, uh, sort of sitting down in the main area. And uh, yeah, you guys can get some food. And, and what do you guys want to do? Mm-hmm. I think Jody turns to Drizzlea and is just sort of like, perhaps you should uh, talk to the bartender. You seem to be far more um, persuasive than myself or our small dwarven friend. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. What what should we find out? What do, what do we want to ask? Do they think there's a reason behind all these disappearing mm. people? Like, <clears throat> it does seem to be quite a lot. All right, I got this. So I walk up to the bar. Uh-huh. There's a man at the bar who leans over and he says, Ah, what'll you have, Missy? We'll just have three of the specials, thanks, sir. Ah, fantastic. I'll get that coming right at once. Do you know... We couldn't help noticing, just walking past the notice board before, there's been an awful lot of missing people in this town. Like, what is going on? Yeah, his face kind of changed a little bit. Like, he, he sort of, like, his brow furrows, and he, he looks kind of, like, almost sad. And, and he just says, it's true, uh, people seem to have been disappearing at an alarmingly high rate in recent months. Uh, some of the townsfolk believe that, uh, well, let's just say, some people believe it's not natural causes. Fascinating. That... It sounds like a good story. Like, what What do you know? Well, we don't really know anything, but uh, r- rumour has it that there's something or someone out in the woods. People tend to think that it's to the west, snatching up lonely travellers. Something like a creature? That's uh, certainly some of the rumour and speculation going around, but who knows? It could be bandits, could be highwaymen, could be people just uh, don't want to be spoken to. Well, thank you anyway. We'll have our meal over there. Hmm. <laughs> What is in the special? <laughs> <laughs> Are you over at the bar? Does Judy just kind of walk up to be like, yeah, yeah. He says, ah, you're in for a treat. The special tonight, roast boar, honey neeps. Neeps are my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Jody sits down very content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the meal comes out and it's... Sorry, I haven't rolled a dice in like three episodes. Delicious. Uh, <laughs> and you enjoy it greatly. So yeah, the, the, the sort of rumour and speculation is people believe that there's some kind of creature or something supernatural going on. People are scared. They don't really know uh, a lot of the details because how would they? It's like travellers passing through town who were, like, were, were known to be going to the West. It's also like the children of some of the small number of families that live there have been sort of known to go missing. So there's a few different people and it seems like it's been higher in recent months. I think we need to get back to the refugees mm-hmm. as soon as possible okay. to make sure that they're not in danger. Oh, Can shit. I get... Yeah. Okay. Jody is suddenly like very alarmed. <laughs> Can I get... Um... If you say a constitution check, <laughs> that special was poisoned. I'm no. so upset. It's not. The special's delicious. Don't okay. worry about it. Uh, <laughs> pa- passive, passive perceptions? From all of you? 
Might have be 15. Mine's mm-hmm. 13. 12. Okay. And can I get an insight check from you, Jody? 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll say, kind of like you've been sitting down eating, you haven't really been paying that strong attention to the room, but because of your high passive, I'll say that you notice that at some point in the evening, uh, a slight figure wearing a cloak, you can't really see them, they're sitting kind of across the bar from you, has been sort of eyeing you guys off for the last little while. How far through our meals are we? I reckon you're done. Let's I don't think Jody would have noticed if he was still eating his neeps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He loves neeps. That's canon now. Jody <laughs> loves neeps. Let's, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think we go back the way we came. Once we're far enough into the tree line that you can't see us from the bridge, we stop and lay in wait for whoever this person is. Cool. Okay. That's up late. Yeah, cool. Let's roll out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys walk out of the tavern. You pay no no issue whatsoever. Um, you walk back across the little island town. Can I like as we're like sort of like getting some distance? Can I run like a um, kind of a perception check? Yep. Go ahead. Uh, that's an eighteen. Okay. So once you guys are kind of like you're getting onto the foot of the bridge, you're walking back across the bridge, and I imagine Joe just kind of like takes a little glance over his shoulder. You see the robed figures slipping out of the bar. Uh, they rolled very badly on their stealth check. So they're kind of clumsily, like, you know, peeking out to see if you guys are gone and they're starting to follow you. Um, I just, like, as we're walking ahead, we have company. Good. Everyone stay cool. So you guys are walking across the bridge and you get to the guard post uh, and there's a guard there. It is a different guard to the guard who was on shift when you passed on your way into town. And uh, he doesn't give you any trouble. He has no, no reason to. You, you pass by and he just kind of nods at you and is like, hmm. And uh, you mm. will continue. Is that Jody's response? <laughs> yeah. It's just a gruff kind of yeah. grumble. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you continue on your merry way uh, out of town. You're across the bridge now. And if you were to glance back, you'd see, sure enough, the robe figure starting to cross the bridge on the other side. I'm just going to follow Duncan's lead. Like, yeah. Mm, great. So uh, you hang a left into the forest and you start heading back over to where the refugees uh, and Garrick were. It's a few hours walk, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you guys going to do? You're going to like stop once you're a ways into the woods and, and wait? I think... Uh, uh, if we all uh, make some stealth checks to yep. I'd say that's a great idea go ahead uh, stop and position mine is going to be 14 all up I got a 6 I think my dice is your but. dice is broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 19 for Jody. Oh, boy. I also, Jody also is going to climb a tree and like, like lay in wait up there. Very good. I don't think you need to make a check for that. It's sort of his specialty. Yeah, Jody's <laughs> a very, uh, very cool mm. boy. Uh, about, <laughs> what, like four hours later? <laughs> no. Uh, about, I'm going to say five minutes or so later, you guys here coming through the bushes are... Uh, a figure some distance away and then they get to about 50 feet away from where you're hiding and with their uh, natural 20 check uh, they spot you not all of you and they stop and they say I know you're all hiding out there but I'm not looking for any trouble I just want to talk I guess as the talky lady <laughs> I y'all step out into clear sight and I say what do you want I'm also ready in action as soon as this person, like, uh, it gets violent against Tresilia, I'm jumping off the tree Given. and, like, striking downwards. This figure lowers their hood, and you see that it is, in fact, uh, a half-elfish, or slight, I'll say, slight, shorter than average lady, uh, who says, My name's Arlen, I work at the library, and I was hoping you could help me. She kind of approaches you a bit more and says, uh, 
I can see your friend behind the tree over there. Tell him he can come out too. Duncan, it's okay. And uh, she still hasn't seen Jody. So yeah, Jody is just like stifling <laughs> the world's biggest grin. Realizing he's gotten away with it. Just like, who's Duncan? <laughs> I'm just gonna have to kill this person. <laughs> <laughs> You've just killed this person by using my name in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't care so much so <laughs> oh my god i i say to this person i say arlen if you want our help you're gonna need to come over here uh, okay uh fine whatever and uh she she walks over to you guys she's not holding a weapon sit down she sits what's your story i saw you guys in the library earlier looking around in the the history section I, I worked there and david my friend he was there too and he's gone and he was supposed to send a letter but I haven't heard from him, and I don't know where he went, and I know you guys were looking for the books that they took, and uh, I was wondering if you, you knew anything, or if you could find, if you'd heard from him, I just, I thought I should follow you out, and, and see what you knew. Who took what books? Oh, I... Dang. Okay, so, wait, are you, are you, are you being coy, or does, are you... Oh, I know exactly what she's Right, to. sorry, you're such a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets me. I was like, every team. Oh, no. Yeah. Great job. Um, so she's kind of flustered and she she just like, she saw Jody in there. She says, oh, you know, the, the books you were looking for in the in the history and anthropology section. Uh, so someone, the third member of your group uh, who must be hiding around here somewhere. Jody uh, just like jumps and lands right in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> she's like startled as fuck. She's sitting down and she like falls backwards and like catches herself with both her hands. She's like, oh, but there, so the books you were looking for, uh, they're, they're missing, you know. Uh, a few, uh, three, four weeks ago, uh, they came through. Uh, men in a wagon, and they, they had an insignia bearing the king's seal, and Lady Ald was there, and they took... What colors were they wearing? Mostly black. How rich was the diamond? <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of like... I- I don't know. It was black. And uh, then she says, they they took some books out of the shell, specific ones. I, I was just working there. Uh, David would have known more. He's, he was the senior page. And he spent the next week trying to get information out of Mr. Hammond, but he wouldn't budge. He was afraid. And eventually David had had enough. He, he wouldn't allow this information to be stolen so he set out to Carthus to try and find where they'd taken the books and he was supposed to send me a letter along the way and he's just fallen off the radar so I told the the chief of the town guard to to, to flag him as missing what's a radar? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's question. like that bit in Lord of the Rings where the orcs yeah. like looks like meat's back on the menu yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly that's like true. that that's true just- Calm down, okay? Everything, Everything's okay. So let's just go back to the top. Tell us, do you trust Mr. Hammond? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's employed me for about a year now. He's always seemed fine. Uh, I guess he's pretty close to Lady Ald and the the family, but he seems like a, a decent person. He, he just seemed like he was willing to follow the orders he was given. Do you have family here in Oldbridge? No. You can't go back. Oh. (laughs) Why not? It's clearly not safe there anymore, especially for you if your friend and you knew when he's gone missing. 
Okay, uh, what do you suggest I do? We can keep you safe. We can take you somewhere safe. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, she's like a little uncertain. She's saying, look, I just wanted to find Davin. And I guess if you're looking for what happened to those books, he would know a lot more than I do about it. So it seems like it'd be in everyone's best interests if we could track him down. Look, Arlen, I'm not sure exactly what you're asking us to do here. Like, you've got nothing to go on. What what information can you give us about where to find Davin or where to find these books? I don't know about the books, and I'm not really sure about Davin either, but I haven't heard from him since he left town about a week after they left with the books. And uh, then you guys came through, happened to be looking for the same kinds of books that went missing, so... Did you know the route that he was taking? He was heading to- west on the King's Road towards Carthus. If we can help your friend, we will. That's and then Jody jumps back up into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Make some kind of check for that. Performance. Acrobatics. Uh, that's 22. <laughs> Jody like flips up onto a tree branch and lands like fucking, I don't know, Spider-Man style on the branch. And she's just like, I don't think he's up there. <laughs> Should we tell her that? No, can't tell her anything. <laughs> Not I think we have to take things. it with us. <laughs> <laughs> what, as a prisoner? All right. Yeah, as a lawful good character. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to, like, forcibly take her prisoner. Mm-hmm. That's I just don't. Call. I just don't know that we can safely let her go back to the town. Hey, everybody, it's another episode about what to do with us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to just turn to Duncan and be like, look, I kind of like her. What if we just, <laughs> what if we just offer to help her, bring her along with us, and then... Like, she's not going to be that much dead weight. Yeah, I mean, we hit, we hit Garrick, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, do you want to come with us to find your friend? Oh, I don't know how much help I'd be. I don't know how to use any weapons or anything. I'm just a page. But I work We don't in even library. know who we're looking for. I can give you a description. I can give you any information I have about him. I don't think that uh, me heading out on the road to Carthus is a very good idea. All right, I'm going to step in and just say, Arlen, don't worry. You will come to no harm from us. You can go back. And then give those <laughs> eyes you're giving tea yeah. to Duncan in-game. Give him a bit right? of a stink eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this could have all been so simple. Have <laughs> you just killed her? No, if no one had said the words Duncan. <laughs> oh, he's enrolled in the army. They know who Duncan is. Someone okay. knows who Duncan okay. is. I'm going to make a persuasion check as I lean over to her and mm-hmm. I say, we are, Heroes. we do not want to be found like your friends, David, we fear persecution from the same people, and we would really prefer it if this conversation didn't go further than you. Take advantage on your check here, because that's good. She's my pal? Yeah. Oh, it's good. 24. Yeah, with that, she starts nodding and says, of course, I don't even know you guys. I don't care wh- where you're from, what you're doing. I just, if you can find David, I can't tell you how much that would mean to me. But, you know, if you can't, then I had to try something. Godspeed, Armin. And also to you. And uh, so we can assume that some some time occurs where she gives you, like, a description of this dude. And then uh, she goes on her way. So what time is it at the moment? It's probably, like, evening evening now. Yeah. Okay, are we thinking... Are we resting or are we moving through the night to go back to the refugees? We want to move through the night and we want to move them. 
We want to get okay hustling. We're getting hustling. Yeah. All right. So All right. I guess with some pace, we we head back to the refugees. Um, great. So you guys head back to the camp. Mm-hmm. As you walk in, you see Garrick and Andrea sitting next to a campfire and uh, a group of refugees. And uh, as you approach, Garrick says, "Ah, there you are. How'd it go in the library? Not so well." They had, like, no maps, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> he says, that's certainly strange. I'd uh, come to know it as the uh, repository of knowledge in the area, but... Uh... Did you see him lying? <laughs> <laughs> Did you no. see her make a deception check, Garrick? That's yeah. what you think this is. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Andrew says, well, I'm sorry you uh, couldn't find what you're looking for. What's the plan? I think we need to move now. There's Why? a very real chance that they're suspicious of us and that they know which way we went. We also heard intel in the town that there is a mysterious force abducting people. That's certainly alarming to hear, says Gary. He says, well, I do have some good news for you. Uh, in the time that you all have been off in the town, I uh, <clears throat> scouted up river a little bit trying to find another place to cross. And uh, I came across a uh, ferry service, maybe two hours hike north. Uh, that'll happily take us all across for a few silver pieces. Unfortunately, the last ferry for the night is gone, so uh, we'll have to head out there first thing in the morning. Well, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) You can move camp if you wanted. Like, you don't have to stay here. You can go anywhere else. Are there physically ferries at the jetty? (laughs) It's commandeer a ferry. Well, no, but if we move camp to the jetty... And then if we have to leave, we can commandeer one. He says, I mean, I'm not sure. There was one there when I arrived. It was taking some people across. It might be on the other side. It might be on this side. I guess we'll have to go there and find out. Might Let's well. do it. Cool. So you guys pack up camp and you all move like a good two hours. So it's getting quite late now. Mm. Um, it's probably like past midnight as we would understand it by the time you manage to get your entire camp up to this area. So in addition to the main road through the Ashwood, there are, of course, other roads servicing these various small towns. It's like a small, reasonably well-trafficked road that services uh, the approach to this dock on the river. And it's dead. There's a little like wooden building. It's like an office for the ferry company. And there are two ferries tied up to the pier, but there's no people. It's a ghost town or a ghost office. <laughs> ghost <laughs> office coming to a theater near you. Um, I think we're probably camping up in the night then. If there's, if there's not a ferry there, sort of thing. Yeah. Like, very good. You guys take a long rest. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, just employ a mechanic that I've now constructed. Everything's fine. You successfully sleep through the night. Uh, it's first light. Or how long does it need to be? Like eight hours later. So it's probably, you know, mid-morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, like technically speaking, did any of us need a long rest? No. So okay. we could get... I, I think we just take the earliest. Great. Okay. So at some time, the morning comes. Uh, the people who work in the ferry office uh, come down the road. They open up shop and uh, they say, oh, boy, big hole on the first ferry. Uh, well, that'll be one silver piece each. And uh, you guys, between you and Garrick, have enough money to cover all the refugees and mm-hmm. yourselves. Uh, and you're now on the West Bank. Uh, what do you guys want to do? I guess you've, like, relayed to Garrick and Andrea that, like, you know about this guy who might know more about the books, mm-hmm. uh, who was heading on the King's Road West. What do you guys want to do? Um, sanctuary, is that essentially due west? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so I think the general vibe is that we should, like, move forward, keep going to sanctuary sort of thing, but how keeping an eye on... Duncan asks Andrea, 
and or maybe Garrick. So I think Garrick had figured out the mapping a little bit more accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, how far Good should it be? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jazili is actually really offended because she's an amateur <laughs> photographer. <laughs> uh, how far from here would it be to Sanctuary? I reckon if uh, if we make good time, we should be able to get to the area it's supposed to be in by late this evening. And how far are we from the King's Road? Because so you're a couple hours north of the road. The All road right, comes no back worries. of Albridge, and yep. for what it's worth, like imagine so like Albridge, the road goes due west out of Albridge. You guys are on a little like landing in a smaller road, like two hours north. Sanctuary is essentially due west of you. The road like doesn't pass through Sanctuary. Yeah. It's like several hours north of the road. The road you know the guy was traveling on. So basically, if you want to try and track this guy down, it's going to be a bit of a detour for you to head back down to the road. I, I, I turn to my companions and I, I, I say, I suggest we get these refugees to safety, put them behind us, and then go looking for the book chat. I, I agree. Great. So it's early morning and you guys are just setting out on the road. And you guys are going to head to Sanctuary. And Gary thinks if you make good time that you'll get there tonight. And uh, consequently, he's going to make a survival roll to try and get you there. Had you uh, rolled better in your investigation to get maps, there may have been more um, input (laughs) on the direction of travel. But I guess we're just going to go with Yarek here. I will give him advantage, though, because of the fact that you were able to pick up a map of the area to give him something to look at. So Gary's going to make this roll with advantage. He can also have a bit of... Oh, no. Yeah, can he have guidance for this? He can. And he's going to need it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, he got some numbers uh, that are uh, all right. Not amazing, I'll be honest with you, even with that 1d4. Uh, so, you guys are heading along and you're just kind of keeping alert. Uh, and the day passes essentially without incident. It's like a reasonably long day's walking. It kind of seems towards the sort of late part of the afternoon into the early evening that, like, Garrick has gotten himself a little bit turned around because of his poor survival checks. Uh, But he's able to note out a few landmarks thanks to the map that you guys pulled out of the library at Oldbridge and get back on course. Regardless, though, it is going to probably be a bit longer. And uh, Garrick suggests and Andrea agrees because you've got these, like, old, tired refugees that you're probably going to have to camp for the night rather than march through, especially considering that they were, like, interrupted in the middle of preparing to sleep last night, marched through the night, slept, you know, like, a few hours before getting up to go. Mm. They're all pretty exhausted. And uh, it's coming towards the sort of late evening, and the group kind of wants to hunker down for the night. Okay, makes sense. Mm. Yeah, Fair enough. All right, so... Um, I think Jody turns to Drusilia, maybe, and sort of like, is it worth consulting the journal? Perhaps maybe there's something more. <laughs> uh, good idea. Uh, All right, I'll whip it out. Jazilia pulls out the journal and uh, let me get like an investigation roll for you, flipping through this journal. Mm. 16. Okay. I'm going to say with that 16, as you're flipping through, you're sitting there with Garrick, you're cross referencing. You notice as you flip through the map page where Valeria had marked down some circles. Uh, crossed some out. You know, the, the, the sort of broad map of the kingdom where she'd said, like, possible locations of things. You notice with that roll, because it's quite good, that this page looks kind of different to how it did when last time you looked at it. Some of the circles that were put on there are no longer there. Specifically, one of the circles that had a cross through it no longer has a cross through it. And uh, if you remember, Valeria had said 
that this book had an enchantment on it that allowed the information in it to change, to show more or less of it as it was relevant, or specifically more of it as it was relevant or important to the quest at hand. So you can do with that what you will. Oh, I will say, to give you some context, that the circle that had a cross through it that no longer has a cross through it was sort of near this area that you guys are now in. Sanctuary, we're thinking, maybe? Like another one of those like uh, temples or like mm. yeah. Can we tell where it is from where we are? Well, if you recall the way this works, it's more like the circle points to like an area and then there's like references to other texts that sort of give clues to how to get closer. This circle encompasses the area that you believe Sanctuary to be in. Okay, um, I think well, the plan for tomorrow being that we're, like, we keep hitting the Sanctuary, but like also keeping on the lookout for like anything that looks remotely related to the Cine at all. Mm. Yeah. So, you guys are resting for the night. You're approaching Sanctuary. You're of the opinion that maybe Sanctuary is something to do with the Cine. And uh, you're also pretty sure you're going to get there in reasonably good time tomorrow. You almost made it today if it wasn't for the perplexing uh, nature of these woods and the low quality of available maps you probably would have. You're resting in various shifts. Drazilia takes her watch with no issue, followed by Andrea and Garrick. And during Duncan's watch, can I get your passive, my dude? 13. Passive wisdom. You're sitting there at the campfire, watching out into the woods when, from the brush, emerge three boars. Roll initiative. It's boar killing time. Very good. Okay. Whew, this is gonna get nasty. Uh, the first thing that happens is two smaller boars. There's uh, a boar on the left, which is brown fur, and a boar on the right, which is a kind of lighter, almost almost blonde type fur. They're smaller than the boar in the middle, which is large and gray. They charge around on either side of you. Give me a place handbook. I need to figure out these maneuvers. Let's oh, see what's shit! Gonna... Let's... You know, I, I, I ain't giving anything away, but... <laughs> It's time to bust out some maneuvers. I hope you're all ready for this. Uh, <laughs> so, while you're figuring out your maneuvers, I'm going to make these uh, boar attacks on you. And you... Does 14 hit you? Nope. Then 12 definitely won't. <laughs> so Good these thing boars, I donned my armor. Yeah, attempt to get through you with their tusks, and uh, they can't pierce through your nice chainmail. And then Duncan's up next. Uh, when the beige boar misses me, I'm actually going to use my repost. Okay, what does that mean? Tell me all about it. Um, so he misses, which means I can use my reaction and expend one of my superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against the creature. Mm-hmm. And if I hit, I add my superiority, superiority die to the damage. Great. So I'm going to make my repost attack. On the beige boar. On the beige boar. That is going to be a 19 to hit. That'll do it. Which means he's going to take... 17 total. Okay. Don't tell me 17 can't kill a little boar. Oh, yeah. It's not dead. It Um. looks very nearly dead, (laughs) but it is not, in fact, dead. Uh, So, the next thing that happens is the last... Is it my turn? turn? Yes, now your turn. Yeah, because that's their turn. Yeah, yeah, that was your reaction on their turn. Great. I'm going to shout out, like, wake up! Uh, Boar's attacking us! Great. And then I'm going to make my attack... Against the beige boar that I'd already reposted. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to swing at him again with my greatsword. This is going to be an even better roll to hit. That's an 18 clean plus yep. bonus. That's You've done it, and it doesn't matter because I'm on hit point. Ah, oh, so, this always happens to me. Yeah, <laughs> the beige boar is toast, Yeah, my take that, beige boar. You've cut him in twain. And He's cleft in twain. Because I don't mess around, I'm going to use my action surge to use another attack. Maybe you slice him into bacon? Let me just... Well, no, there's another little boar. There is. That's a two. Okay. That's going to miss. Yep, you miss him quite nicely. Uh, <laughs> and the next thing that happens is the very... Lo- oh, yeah, I'll get... Uh, assuming you guys all heard that, you all to roll into the initiative count now. Go ahead and roll your yeah. initiative. Ten. Okay. Uh, Eleven. Fantastic. So the next thing that happens is the very large, or larger than these balls. He's still not large in size. He's still a medium creature, but he's big. Charges over to you and attacks you with his tusks. And... 15 against AC? Nah. Fantastic. It attacks you again. Uh, 16 against AC. That's a hit. Okay. Okay. So, this boar gets at you with his tusks. Fortunately, you won't have to take uh, the immense charge forward that he has. Instead, you're just going to take five slashing damage. And can I get you to make a constitution saving throw for me? Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Does this have anything to do with poisons? No. Damn. 13. No worries. Sweet. Uh, fantastic. My so, dwarf. <clears throat> the next thing that happens is the brown boar attempts to attack you with a tusk, seeing as you're still the only thing that it can see. He attacks Duncan and, fuck me, does not hit you with those tusks. So the next thing Can't that happens... Can't touch this. The next thing that happens is Garrick uh, bursts out of his tent, not wearing his armour. Uh, well, he's wearing instead some leather armor that he has, some richly dyed black leather armor. And uh, he moves over to the large gray boar and attempts to attack it. Oh, <laughs> that boy got a nat 20! Garrick oh, putting Garrick, in work. You so Finally much. pulling his weight. Yes, I know. Garrick says, uh, don't worry, Duncan, just like the old times. Here comes your boy, Big Gaz, to save the day. And, uh, okay. He deals it some damage. Uh, the next thing that happens is Jody. It's your turn. You're asleep or right. waking up yeah. to the sounds uh, of combat. Jody rushes out with his quarterstaff, completely naked, and, atta- <laughs> and attacks the, the, <laughs> is it the brown boar. Uh, the yeah, regular sized boar. Yeah. 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 And this boar. is going to get horny. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's just, just out of necessity. Like, he's just, you know. He's got unarmed, <laughs> unarmed defense or whatever. Yeah. So he uh, rushes on up. <laughs> Ooh, that's not great. That's probably going to be a, a nine, so no. Nope, that's not going to do it, I'm afraid. That's okay. Uh, next in the order is Drazilia. Okay, so I rush out with my clothes on. <laughs> okay, that's um, good. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the play. I'm, like, so alarmed by yeah. Tony's appearance that I attack the boar that is, like, out of... Frame of vision. So the big grey ball yeah. rather than the little brown one? Because you come out, see a naked Jody, I'm startled, turn away and see the big <laughs> yeah. ball. I don't have time to think. Yeah, instead attack that one. You know what it's time for? It's time for Cloud of Daggers. Hey! hey! Give me that clown. Yeah, right, what, I need slice me off some of that meat. Unleash the cloud. <laughs> That's going to be the new catchphrase of the podcast. Unleash the cloud. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... It's a cube five by five by five yep. of daggers. You're allowed to place it wherever you want. Um, so you can place it so it just gets like... Two of them? Well, the they can't both be in... Yeah, a five by five by yeah. five. Cube. All right. So you no can get, I'll just get the big guy. You literally can yeah. only ever get one thing with that. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. really weird. Yeah. 
It's like an area spell that is actually a target yeah. spell. Well, we're not playing with a grid, so I would... Um, if they were grouped up, like, enough, but because of the enough. nature of, like, fair one's enough, on the yeah. side of you, one's on the other side of you, like, I would say she could hit the both, but it would also hit Duncan. And Ooh. so this... Because you did center it on Duncan at, like, five feet in each direction, and you're going to get... Yet another hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it lasts for a minute, so oh, if anyone else me. goes into that, then they take the same amount of damage. And if they stay in it, does do they keep no, taking damage so. every turn? Takes 44 slashing damage when it enters the spell's area for the first time 40. on a turn or starts its turn there. Cool. Okay, cool. At least it's 44 damage. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, this is a spell. What? 4d4? 40. I thought you said 44. Uh. Yeah, no, not that powerful. Yeah. Level three. Oh, my God. Hey. Max damage. All right. Drazilia charges out, uh, conjures up this, like, huge storm of daggers that appear, like, fatter than usual and are just, like, carving into this big grey ball. And you can see it sort of, like, audibly yelp with pain. And what was that, 16 damage? 16. Yeah, fuck. That's a good hit. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, the next thing that happens is Andrea charges out, also clothed, and uh, moves <laughs> over. You think it wouldn't have to be said, but No, apparently it does. Moves over to the, uh, the medium, regular-sized brown boar and uh, attacks it, and she hits it, and it takes some damage as this spear uh, sort of drives into its side, and you see it kind of deflect a bit in pain. So right now we've got, like, Duncan directly engaged with this big grey boar that's, like, in a cloud of daggers, and sort of off to one side, we've got Jody and Andrea and Garrick all standing around this little boar, basically just beating the <laughs> shit out of it. And uh, Tresilia's off to one side, casting spells. Uh, and the next person to act is the large grey boar. That can't be right. Have you not gone yet? Yeah. Uh, you're right. Yep. You should have gone in between Tresilia and Andrea. You're up. Cool, cool. I will attack the large grey boar. Fantastic. I swing it in with my greatsword. Very good. That's a one. Very good. So you, like, I'm going to say, as you're, like, swinging your sword in, it catches one of the daggers in the cloud of daggers and is deflected. Uh, <laughs> these powerful daggers in the cloud. Yeah. So these daggers are too strong. Yeah, you got to get rid of the daggers. <laughs> Uh, the next thing that happens is the boar uh, shimmy shakes side. I suppose it's now starting its turn there, right? So it's got to take this damage. Another yeah, 44 yeah. it's mm. got to take. So go ahead and roll that. 10 damage. Okay, fantastic. Uh, the next thing that happens is the boar shimmy shakes sideways out of the cloud of daggers and then shape shifts into a man boar hybrid. <gasps> and, oh, uh, goodness. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's all he's allowed to do. Yeah, he's also naked. <laughs> <laughs> so horny. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of naked dicks flacking around <laughs> oh in this fight. Oh, God. Uh, and the next thing that happens is that the little brown boar, which has taken one spear hit from Andrea, uh, is going to attempt to gore Duncan in the side with its tusks. No. 18. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, I know it does. Oh, And uh, you're going to take uh, another five piercing damage. Because it's slashing. Doesn't matter, but that's weird. I would imagine piercing from tusks. But there you go. Uh, next in the order is Garrick, who swipes at this boar again. Uh, he attacked the big grey boar last time, didn't he? From the side. Yeah, he did. Mm. But now he's going to attack the little brown one because the big grey one's on the opposite side of a cloud of daggers from him. <laughs> so instead, he attacks the little boar, he hits it, and he deals it 
some damage, but it's still there. Uh, looking like quite wounded, having taken a rapier in the side and a spear in the other side now. Uh, and then it's Jody's turn. Cool. I uh, bring my quarterstaff down on this boy and the, I crit. The brown boar? Yeah. You crit him? Okay. Yeah. He's on two hit points, so he's gone. Oh. Doesn't matter. <laughs> like, you like bring this quarterstaff down with such force that you like snap off one of his tusks as you like bring it down onto his forehead and you just see him like collapse backwards like onto his hind and then fall over dude take it as a trophy yeah Yeah. the broken tusk yeah Yeah. you definitely can do that Jody of the broken tusk yeah that's a pretty hot nickname pretty hot nickname yeah yeah Uh, Jody then um he's got like four feet of movement you can get around yeah moves moves a touch closer but like not like in immediate touch distance yet so you're not moving over to the human man boar hybrid I'm moving closer yeah but not in touch range yeah Uh, next in the order is Drasilia um, okay, I'll cast Ray of Frost on this, um, boar man. Go for it. Oh, no. <laughs> Critically miss. Very, very good. You, uh, put out the campfire Ooh. with your Ray of Frost. <laughs> so, I believe Jody can't see now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> These actions have to have consequences. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I dig that. Uh-huh. Yeah, um... <laughs> Fantastic. So, the next thing that happens is Duncan has a chance to do a thing. I attack the man pig. It's a two. Fuck me, these are some poor rolls. He's going to be all right. He's fine, actually. He well, he's going to be all right. He has had 26 damage at this point. Uh, now it's his turn, and he is going to attempt to maul you. Twice, Duncan with his hands, his big, powerful boar hands. Oh, goodness. Uh, um, yeah. It's kind of weird, big, powerful boar hands, because boars totally don't have hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got... Like, I just took that at face value. Like, that is horrifying. Those big, powerful boar hands. But... So he tries to attack you twice. First off with his tusks, because he's still got tusks. Whoa. This is what he looks like for us. Oh, oh yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. Way cooler than I thought. Yeah, it's quite gross. Um, and so he attacks you with his tusks, and he misses you. Um, and then he attacks you with his big, powerful boar hands. And 15? Nah. Oh man, so his tusks fail to pierce through your armor, and then his big powerful boar hands also you deflect off with your shield. No, you don't have a shield. You deflect them off with your sword. I technically uh, can't, because I didn't take the parry maneuver, but. Okay. Your bare arms. My yeah, bare <laughs> arms. Bare arms better than boar arms. Hey. And if that's not the title of this episode, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> uh, fantastic. It's Garrick's turn. So Garrick makes the long walk around the campfire and then attempts to jab at this dude with his rapier. And, uh, oh, he totally gets him. Yet again. Classic Garrick coming up with the goods and he rolls a decent hit. So he's now sort of like around behind him. Oh, and he deals more damage. Cool. He- Tell me he's a rogue now. Garrick multiclassed into Rogue. So he, yeah, has sneak attack. So he's like around behind this boar that you're engaged with. So he's dealing some extra damage to it. And you see like the rapier finds its home right in the small of this uh, boar man's back. And he takes some serious damage. And the next person to act is Jody. Um, I can't really see, can I? You can make an attack at disadvantage. Because you know where this guy is. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, Jody rushes forward and tries to attack where he thinks the dude is. Yeah, great. Um, well, no, it's not, not going to do it. Um, great. Okay, so now it's Drasilia again. Um, oh, I'm scared to use Ray of Frost again. Well, there's no more <laughs> fires for you to yeah. pull out. That's true. What other spells do you have? I've got... Magic Missile and Shield, right? Mm-hmm. And Invisibility. 
Maybe turn... I'll just turn invisible and fuck off and leave you guys to deal with this. <laughs> well, you could turn Jody invisible so you don't have to look at him. <laughs> oh, yeah, attack. I'm not putting a light on because then I'll have to look at you again. <laughs> oh, I can see you! No! Yeah, just, All right. I, can see I cast poison spray into the eyes of the boar man. The man boar. Uh, ooh. Does 12 beat your safe DC? 13. Hey, there you go. So he's poison sprayed. How much damage does he take? Five damage. Five damage. Okay, fantastic. Next person to act is Duncan. Duncan, gonna get it done. Takes a swing at this boar thing. 19 to hit. Very good. Roll the damage. Forget to reroll that too because of my fighting style. That's eight, eleven damage. Great, that's big damage. Uh, cool. He's Suck starting. It, boy, dude. He's starting to look a little bit like a little bit less less good. Did he squeal like a stuck? He pig? did. That was the sound he made. Um, oh, wasn't a good one. Yeah, and so then uh, Andrea comes around and attacks him. Uh, you see her spear this time fails to find a place. Uh, through his thickened hide, and uh, now it's the boar man's turn, uh, who attacks Duncan again. Yeah, Another bring it. One. Yeah, source of his pain. Uh, with his tusks, 17? Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> yeah, I thought it might be. Uh, he is bringing it, for what it's worth. Uh, and, yeah, 10 slashing damage. <laughs> and can I get you to make a con save for me? Sure thing. Have you figured out what that's for yet? I mean, totally for his tusks. But- oh, goodness! <laughs> Uh, 14. Yeah, you're fine. What? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we'll fill you in later. I don't have, like, knowledge of nature or anything, so I can't tell you because my character doesn't know. Right. Yeah. But... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and the second attack with the claws is a natural one. So, so I'm going to make a repost because I don't want to take any more of these damn concepts. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, that'd be bad news bears for all of us. Oh, yeah. It's a crit. Oh, shit. Get your towels ready. I get to reroll that two. That's 10, 14, 17 damage. Oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> He's not dead. Oh, my, <laughs> but my boy. He's not on... Oh. I'll, I'll give you this spoiler. He's not on one hit point again. <laughs> but he's he's very he's very poorly off. Yeah. Now he knows um, how it feels to get stuck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, like a stuck pig. Yeah. Let's make that joke again. Yeah. Yeah. That worked so well the first time. Yeah. And now it's Garrick's turn. Who, uh, seeing the, the 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 fear in your eyes as you get gored by this tusk and uh, feel something try to wash over you that you manage to fight down. Uh, he yells out, Duncan, no! And uh, attacks the large boar with his rapier and, yeah, manages to find a way in, maybe, like, under his arm and hits him, which means that he's going to deal enough damage with his bonus to uh, really drive that rapier through the armpit, straight through the side of the body, pierce the heart, and uh, destroy the werebull lycanthrope that you guys have just battled. So there you go. Combat's over. All threats removed. How would you like to proceed? Hey. Looks I'd, like I'd like to get dressed. Back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the payoff for that joke, yeah. and that's going to be the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for delivering that payoff. To I me. was waiting for like halfway through the fight. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsom. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, 
where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested. Where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curanetwork.com.